it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Gemma Nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today and I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things yoga, relationship and well-being. And today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Rachel Beanland and she is a doctor, a yoga and meditation teacher and holistic health coach. She helps women in medicine to expand their yoga practice and create a mindful, sustainable lifestyle by sharing evidence-based approaches with her clients. She supports them to live a life they love. This is incredibly valuable when working in medicine and can leave little time to prioritize your own health. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today. Yeah, it's going to be good. So um, yeah, how did you get into medicine, really, I suppose? And then why did you get out of it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big question. Um, so I guess uh, I loved science at school. I knew I wanted to do something to improve people's health. I went into medicine, you know, straight after college um, and I went straight into working on the wards after, you know, studying at uni. Um, uh, I worked in that environment for several years after qualifying and some of it I loved, you know, I loved being able to work in a team. It was very dynamic. It was always like immediate feedback. It was amazing. It's such a privilege to, you know, care for people and to be able to be part of somebody's life when they're, uh, you know, going through something that can be incredibly traumatic and difficult. Um, but there were bits of it that really did, I found very difficult. And um, I think looking back now and knowing more now about my energy and sort of all the practices that I use to try and be mentally well and physically well, I, it was a very energy draining environment for me. Yeah. Um, I gave a lot to people and didn't really take any time for myself. Um, And I think I was fortunate that I made a a bit of a jump into a much more research focused career and kind of moving into public health. So public health looking at kind of big population health rather than focusing on the individual necessarily. Uh, I think that I say I was lucky because I think had I continued on in that clinical environment, it wasn't the right fit for me. Um, And by doing that, I ended up being able to sort of think about my own well-being a bit more and I was able to explore yoga which was something that I'd always wanted to do but I just never had the time yes <laughs> um and I think that's often a very you know it's a thing that a lot of people experience they sort of see yeah. yoga classes or retreats and they think yeah that'll be amazing and it's really difficult to create that space for yourself to reflect really yeah um but I was able to and then yeah over the last 15 years I've kind of added much more of yoga into my daily practice and that's led me on to becoming a yoga teacher meditation teacher so now I really love it I love the balance that it gives me really (laughs) and I think certainly in the corporate world anyway now um even before COVID but 
mainly people were doing it in or it was coming out more that um, employers were bringing in yoga teachers to do it in their lunch breaks and things like that because it's so not not really specifically medical I suppose because that's difficult but maybe in offices and things it it meant that people were being more productive with their afternoons or with their work and have you found that in your work as well the way you yes you it were for me individually yeah. yeah oh definitely I think doing more yoga and being more connected to what my body's going through and also what my brain feels like and what my energy feels like means that I know where when I need to take a rest yes I know when life is getting really stressful or particularly for me anxiety is one of those things that I notice really can start ramping up yeah. and I look back now to some of the working environments I was in and I was constantly in a state of you know anxiety I was constantly reacting to stuff and I never really had that downtime yeah so I think having that uh, those skills now those tools to be able to have that downtime means that I can create a bit more balance every day and I like to try and do it on a you know what's my day look like rather than my is my life balance um but you're right I think in in the work environment it can be so valuable and it's funny you said that it just reminded me that one of my really early jobs was on um a cardiology intensive care so it was you know people really poorly had come in with heart attacks and things and there was a patient who'd been in for a long time and he gifted as he when he went home he gifted uh, a massage therapist to come in to help the nurses and the uh -huh. uh, medical staff and this lady would come and she would it was like she'd find a dark little room and you'd give your like pager to someone on the ward and you'd go in and you'd have a sort of 15 minute of like downtime wow. darkness silence meditate you know all that stuff yeah and uh it, it made a big difference to, like the rest of the day and, and yeah. how you could feel about what was going on around you yeah yeah I suppose because in your line of work or what you used to do it's always stressful all the time like yeah with that you might get people coming in and, and like are dead but you need to bring them around and for you that is seriously cortisol levels are shot through the roof and yeah you're like boom, 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 I need to get this done I need to get this done but then you're not really thinking about how like you're not going into your mind of right okay let's think this methodically yes you do because you're trained for that but yeah by bringing it into you you can then yeah not do it so much not get so uptight about it I suppose I yeah. don't want to try to say yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I think that's exactly it. I think you are, you're trained, I guess you're trained to, and I, I suppose there's a lot of jobs like this where you're on the front line, you know, like I think of people like um, uh, ambulance workers or people in the fire brigade or anyone who's in a response situation, yes. they're constantly in that like fight or flight situation that constantly alert what's coming next. And when something comes, you have to like deal with it. That's your job. You've got, yeah. you know, your protocols to go through. But I think what that does is you like you say you're constantly in that state of awareness and and your cortisol's high and you never turn on yeah. that sort of down parasympathetic nervous system. You never get into that chill mode because yeah. you're constantly, which I think can be so draining. You just yeah. don't have any energy left. You just don't have any um reserves left. Yeah. If you if you don't acknowledge that you need to find something to yeah. kind of help you. Yeah, especially body and mind, because yeah, you're you're both draining. You're just draining your whole body, mind, soul, everything. Yeah. And yeah. what made you? Well, um, I didn't say this earlier, but yeah, um, Rachel moved to France. <laughs> so were you practicing 
uh what well you're a doctor were you practicing that in france or did you just leave the uk and just go no i can't do this anymore <laughs> so there were two big motivators i think one was i wanted to explore so by that point i'd started working in public health which is less sort of seeing a person so i wasn't doing clinical work which meant i could move somewhere else i could work more independently um it's you know much more computer based now, particularly with the changes in the pandemic. I can be working at home and still interact with colleagues all over the place. Um, so that was one of the the motivators. But the other big thing for me was that we spent myself and my husband were spending so much time outdoors in nature, and for me that's like the place I go to if I need to feel more grounded or right. get the energy. And um, we were coming over to France a lot for you know being in the mountains and so we thought well let's make our life feel like a holiday rather than waiting for the holiday to come yeah um so that was a big motivator to move and to create you know the life that we really wanted which was terrifying and exciting all in one but I'm really glad we did it that's amazing and it just sounds so lovely where you are just yeah like down where the mountains are and just forest and green grass and just peacefulness and and you really feel like I can feel your energy is really grounded and calming and lovely because I suppose you're so happy with where you are now yeah and I guess uh, it's really interesting of uh, that kind of I've never really until I started to expand my yoga practice never really thought about manifestation and, and the power of kind of visualizing and thinking about what you want to bring into your life. But the more I've seen how I've been able to change my life, the more I can see the benefit of doing it. And I found something amazing the other day. I was looking back through, I, I took some coaching for myself, uh, which was the first time I'd ever had any coaching back in, I think, 2012, 13. And I'd scrawled on a bit of paper what I wanted my life to look like. And I found it and I was oh, like, wow. oh my goodness, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm literally doing That's it. And amazing. it was like, you know, I wanted to be in the mountains. I wanted to be near the forest. I wanted to have some land. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think there's a real power. I guess it's about knowing where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. And trusting in the process that you will get there eventually one day and not thinking, no, you won't, no, you won't. But yeah, and, and just by you writing that down and putting in the steps to get there, you've done it. And that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So um, how do you help your clients then as well? Is it all online or do you have clients with you? Yeah, so I've been doing everything online, mainly because I kind of started my business just before the pandemic <laughs> started. So I was geared up to do, you know, in-person yoga sessions and retreats, and then obviously had to, to adapt and think differently. So what I really like to do is, is to support people through their transitions um, and so people are often finding that they're working in an environment, maybe they're in clinical medicine, or maybe they're trying to add in different aspects of their career, or maybe they're looking completely outside, you know, thinking about doing yoga teaching or being a coach themselves. And what I really like to do is work one-to-one -one with people to try and help them get into the mindset that they can overcome some of their fears of stepping out of a world, which is very, uh, secure often and very rigid in what is available to be able to move and to really create that dream and often the first part of it is really knowing what that dream is yeah. like people can often identify what they don't have like they don't have time or they don't uh, have the energy to spend with their families or be present with their partners um, but 
actually saying, well, what is it? What is it you want to feel like? How do you want that to look? And then really helping people to get there. Yeah, yeah. Because I think as well, we've noticed with, well, we've got two children and we've noticed, especially with the school, how it is at the moment. Now, I don't know if this is government or whatever, but it's kind of teaching you to go into being employed rather than having your own business. And both my husband and I have our own business. So we're trying to really get our children to think, yes, you can, and you are good enough to have your own business. And I think that's this way of unlearning because as adults, we are always taught to be working as a team or we need to be working for someone and not for ourselves. So with our mindset in like adult life, you, you then have this block of thinking, well, I'm not good enough. I can't do this on my own because I've not been taught how to do it. So I think all of us as like coaches as well, I think this is a really good thing to do because people can then find that they are good enough to do it and then start their own businesses. Yeah, I think it's a big shift, isn't it? I, I definitely, for me, it's been something around that sense of productivity because before it was very obvious what the outcome was for me, like what yeah. being productive looked like. And I think that's the same for a lot of people, that sort of security of going into a job. You know what you're producing or you know yes. what your kind of targets are. Then you have your own business and you're like, oh, okay, so what is productivity to me? Like, is it having a conversation with someone and getting a network or thinking about collaboration opportunity or is it sitting down and creating some content and what can I feel productive about or maybe it's about saying today's not a good day for me and I need to just do be on my mat and do yeah. two hours of yoga this morning you know yeah. I think that's that I found I've got better at it but it's it was a big shift for me to yeah no I could make my own rules yeah because <laughs> yeah. you can <laughs> yeah <laughs> Now we are going to go to a short break. See you the other side. Welcome to Inside Timer, the number one free app for sleep, anxiety and stress with more than 100,000 guided meditations led by the best teachers from Great Britain and around the world. I am a teacher on this platform and it is amazing for sleep, anxiety, everything really. So come on over and check it out. It's a free app and it has over 20 million meditators on there. I have over 25 meditations for you to choose from as well as the goddess academy of light course you will learn so much on this course and you have made the right decision to be here and be part of this amazing self-taught academy journey this is a self-taught 14-day course that you can take at your own pace everything if it is getting too much for you you are struggling with your relationships you're struggling with life this is one course that you need in your life you will learn how to meditate and journal so you have a clearer headspace to come at your relationship you will learn how to use eft tapping method for you to feel completely stress-free you will use breath work you will know how to sleep better have self-care and nutrition you will learn yoga techniques movement exercise for you to be able to move through challenging times within your relationship and for you to be able to survive whatever it is that life and your relationship throws at you you will also learn how to communicate with your partner better 
and there are so many more different techniques and tools for you to have the best relationship with your partner and yourself. So come on over onto the Insight Timer Meditation app. It is free to download. Just search it wherever you download your apps from and I will see you there. And do you find that your clients have these big shifts as well? Like they came into it, into yoga or meditation with the thoughts and feelings that you had and then they come out the other end and they're like, wow, I can do this. This is really amazing for me. And I'm building yeah. it in yeah, and I guess that's the big thing about building it in is that everybody has really busy lives. We all have a lot going on, and particularly with what's been going on in the world, um, that it is about adding in those small things that can make a big change. And, you know, you and I obviously practice yoga and meditation, and I, I can really see the value of that when people start adding in really small amounts that they build up really slowly. But what it does is allow them time to step out of the doing and kind of just be. And I think that that can, you see massive shifts in people because it just gives them more energy to tackle whatever else comes their way at the end of the day. Yeah, you're in a much better mindset from the start. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. And how do you start your day? Do you uh, have a meditation or do you move on your mat? What do you do? What's your one thing that you would say to everybody do? (laughs) Oh gosh, Uh, one thing I would say is meditation. I definitely have a very uh, fairly set routine, but I change it depending on the season. Yeah. Um, So I like to be a bit guided by the weather. So I get now I'm getting up a lot earlier in the morning. Um, One of the first things I will do is journal and have a journal practice and then straight after do my meditation practice. Um, and then if I can, I love to connect to something outdoors. So just go for a simple walk. And that's like the first little chunk of my morning. Now that's not always feasible for a lot of people. Um, but I think it's about sort of finding those things that work for you and realizing that could be as simple as just getting up and having a glass of water. The first thing you do in the morning. Um, but I think it's about realizing that if you don't do something for yourself in that morning routine, then it's not going to set you up for to be able to give to other people during your day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And with meditation, would you say you need to do it for like five minutes or an hour or just fit it into what you can do, but make sure that you do do it? Yeah, so I think uh, definitely the way I started meditating was really small to begin with. And it was literally five, 10 minutes. I think trying to do five or 10 minutes is perfect. And even if that means you just sit still, actually, and bring some sort of sense of observation or just focus I get a lot of people just to start focusing on their breath because I think the breath is a really powerful tool for that Uh, I think the regular the more regular you can become with a practice the more it will have an impact so I definitely think making it so easy is the key because if you start off like I've I've done that in the past where I think I'm going to do an hour and a half of my asana practice every day for six days, you know, yeah. and it's just, it never happens because it's just too, it's too optimistic. You know? it's like <laughs> you're setting the bar too high. Um, so I think it's about trying to find that little space that works. And if that's two minutes for someone, then, then it's feasible. You could do maybe do yeah. two minutes every day for 30 days. And by the time you've done 30 days, it's like, this is what I do every day. Um, and then it allows you to add into extra time or explore it further if you want to but yeah. even that will have immense benefits yeah, I, yeah. I, and there's, there's so much evidence to show that like meditation is so good for your health 
definitely and it doesn't have to be people come to me as well and they're like i i've got this persona that you need to be i don't know like a on person sit across legs closing your eyes with your fingers and and it's like no <laughs> meditation can be anything that you want it can even be like a cycle ride or a walk out in nature it doesn't have to be just sitting down and well yes it is good for you to sit down and be with your thoughts but whatever works for you don't try and put pressure on yourself for something that you've seen but you're not comfortable with it because you're not gonna do it are you you're not gonna stick to it yeah totally and I that's the other thing I like to say to people it's like try stuff you know and yeah. if, it, if it feels so uncomfortable then just try something else there's so many people offering meditation out there which can be a little bit daunting I think sometimes yes. you're like whoa right. what is all this what's this yeah. person doing but I think there is the joy of it is you can just try different things yeah um, you know some people like to listen to some music they're guided meditations with music other people like you say do walking meditations you know, my husband, for example, loves running. So for him, he always says his running is like a form of meditation. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't think about anything else. He's just literally moving his body. So I think it's about being open to being mindful and bringing that sort of mindfulness into yeah. a small snippet of your day. Yeah, yeah. And I notice that you're on Insight Timer as well. Yeah. I'm on that too. <laughs> Are you? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to yeah, find I you. you. I yeah. love it. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I bookmarked, bookmarked you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Insight Timer, if anyone hasn't tried it, I think it's an amazing app because it was really helpful for me to start my meditation practice with really short meditations. I still love to use it for different guided meditations, different things going on in my life. And the community in there is also really nice. So you can access the live sessions, which is so lovely if you just need to find something. I think the amazing thing about it is there's hundreds of things on there. So if you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep, you can find a sleep meditation to listen to. Or um, I would love, love one on there that's like a... Um, Night, nighttime story like a bedtime story oh yes yes and I, if I can't sleep I'll listen to that and it's it's absolutely beautiful there's a lovely man I can't think what his name is but his voice is so soothing oh, and he tells yeah. you this story about the nightingale and the emperor and it's like you know it's a proper bedtime story but it really can just get you back into that state of deep relaxation and sleep yeah. so yeah the app it, yeah. the app is a I love it it's a great it's place it's amazing <laughs> And with your clients, do you help them to incorporate the yoga and well-being and maybe breath work and journaling and nutrition and everything like that? Is it more of a lifestyle or practice? Yeah, because I think the way that I see yoga for me is much more about like living yoga. So yeah, I love the movement practice being on my map, but having explored yoga more, I've so much more of it is about that intention being more conscious. And so I do that myself by journaling and gratitude and breath work and the meditation. So I love to share those things with my clients. Now, I, I would say not, not everybody is going to do all of those things. Um, but what I really like to do is kind of bring that holistic sense of yoga into what I'm sharing, because I think that so many people are looking for something extra and I think that it can be these simple practices that we can use. Um, and it's also for people that I work with, it also balances out that very scientific element of their world, you know, coming from that medical space. Um, and I think there's such a value in learning these things for yourself because then you're much more likely to also share it with patients and people that you are supporting so I think there's a sort of knock-on effect of understanding 
the non-pharmaceutical the non kind of traditional clinical approaches that can also be incredibly beneficial to people yeah yeah and do you just work with medical people is that your your niche kind of thing because you yeah mostly (laughs) and I yeah I think that's the reality I mean I think that's the thing is I suppose we attract the people that we are in a way (laughs) I often find like people will come to me or contact me because that I suppose they see something similar in what I've done or I'm doing. So yeah, all of my clients are from that healthcare world, I would say. Yes. You know, sometimes they might have a slightly different role, um, but predominantly from that world, mainly just because I'm I'm also from that space. So yeah, it helps me. I suppose it helps me translate across into what I'm sharing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And with your journaling, do you have five things that you write down every day or do you just write... Uh, whatever you're feeling on that day so I definitely do a bit of like download of like what the day has been like yesterday what today feels like um I do I do my gratitude practice within my journal so I'll always write down three things I feel grateful for um sometimes they're tiny things it could be the sunshine or the fresh air or anything um and recently I've been adding in a bit more about what I want to sort of manifest in terms of like business and that balance of work life as well which is a bit of a new thing for me but I'm sort of just using that time to set myself up for the day and think about what I want for the day ahead um so it's it's fairly short I have a I always have little tiny notebooks so they're quite little but um yeah I would say probably take about 10 minutes maybe yeah a little bit less yeah yeah oh that's amazing just because I think a lot of people think journaling as well is oh I can't do that I can't write a I don't know like an A4 page when it doesn't actually have to be just a few notes here and there is absolutely fine yeah and actually one of the things I um found really useful I think she's called Hannah Brine Brine or Brine she does really amazing uh sort of three 365 day journal prompts and she's got one that's a general one and it's just got one specifically for mothers as well so what's really nice is that you she divides it up into different sections so it's like one one month might be your career one month might be relationships but you can kind of I used it and dipped in and out when I sort of wanted to and I think if someone's not sure about journaling you think oh I don't know what I'm going to write actually having some prompts can be really helpful because it it just gives you okay I can think about that today and something else might come through but that's also been I've really enjoyed it's been really useful for me to have those sort of prompts yeah yeah and with yoga practice would you say people to try and go outside because you're getting fresh air if it's sunny you get vitamin d or would you just find us say find a space that is happy where wherever you are you are happy yeah yeah I guess both of those really I think it is important to find that space where you feel comfortable isn't it or you know you're not going to be overly disturbed which can be a real challenge if you've got other little people in your house um I think I think being outside there's something so peaceful about being outside but that can sometimes be uh, a little bit self-conscious I think some people can find that I, I know when we lived in a city I used to go to the park to do it and Occasionally I thought, oh, this is a bit funny. Like I felt a bit uncomfortable. So I think it is about finding that space where you can really let go because you want to feel like you are really connecting to yourself and not worried about what you look like to other people. Um, And I think that's the same with the yoga class, actually. Sometimes I find that people often are a bit intimidated about going to a yoga class because they're worried about their 
how they're being perceived by someone else, what they look like, what they sound like, whatever. Um, and I think that's also about finding that space that feels comfortable for you and that relationship with the teacher. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, the wonderful thing about yoga is there's so many yoga teachers, like yeah. there's so many of us, which is amazing. So you can yeah. find someone who you feel really comfortable with. Yeah. I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And in my yoga classes, I don't know, you're probably the same. I would always say to like a new person, if you didn't like it or you, you weren't sure about it, then you haven't found your forever teacher because just go and find somebody that you resonate with. And if a good teacher is a good teacher, then they will say, that's fine. It doesn't matter. You just haven't found the right one yet because you as a teacher should have their best interests at heart. And a lot of teachers yeah. don't, I think as well. <laughs> well, I think it could be hard, can't it? As a business, it's like what you're saying yeah. about being, we're having your own business. You have this feeling that you want everyone to be your client or everyone to love what you're offering and actually there's so many people in the world we we can't do that for all those people so it is about realizing that it's a that's a transaction yes and I think you're gonna like I find I'm I enjoy working with people who enjoy working with me much more than yes. trying to sort of find that fit when it doesn't yeah. fit so I'd much prefer you know to share it and I think that's what's so lovely about podcasting and networking is that you can easily think oh actually I've just spoken to Gemma and maybe Gemma would be perfect for this person instead of me yeah Yeah, I think that's also a joy of it really yeah yeah it is and I think as well it's more to do with well actually I had a a one-to-one I don't know it must have been about six months ago and he was brand new to yoga didn't have a clue but he said right I I know that you do yoga I don't want to come to a class yet because I don't have a clue what I'm doing so then we had three or four classes one-to-one and then he does now come every week to the class but he was always a bit like oh I don't know are people going to look at me or not him but I'm I'm overweight or I don't I've got no self-confidence and I don't want to come to a class because people are going to look at me and people don't, they just get on their mat and they don't care about anybody else, but you still have that thought in your mind, but you just need to get rid of that thought. Yeah, totally. And it's normal, isn't it? We all, we all yeah. have that about, about being visible and like, yeah. Oh, what, what's someone going to think? Yeah. But it's kind of, yeah, there's a bit of a barrier there to like get over that, isn't there? A little bit yeah. of a tipping point, which is why doing those one-to-one classes can be so kind of helpful for people because yes. it gives them a sense of like oh, I've got this like I can just do I know I can do this and then if yeah. you're in an environment with lots of people it can it yeah. helps you move through that yeah yeah definitely and what are two takeaway points from today's conversation <laughs> wow okay two takeaway points um one I think would be uh explore meditation um because it's got so many benefits and there is always something out there for you that will work that's, yes. that's number one I think my other thing would be about nature I think about exploring nature around you and that can be difficult sometimes to find those spaces but even if you're in the middle of a city you know I've lived in cities for a large proportion of my adult life you can find some green somewhere even if it's your house plants yes. um just that connection I think is really grounding so whether that's just looking at a a tree or touching something that's natural it's just remembering that you know we are part of that and not completely separate from it yeah yeah definitely and where can we find you what's your website or your social media channels 
Yeah, so my brand is Resilience Yoga. You can find me on Facebook, Dr. Rachel Beanland or Resilience Yoga. And then my website is www.resilienceyoga.fr because I'm in France. Um, and then, yeah, all the links there of how you can connect with me. And if anyone's got any questions, then please let me know. And like we've said on the Insight Timer, get onto the Insight Timer if you're intrigued. And you can also connect to me on there and send me a message if you've got any questions. Perfect. Thank you so much. It's been amazing talking to you. Oh, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed our chat. That's yeah, thank fun. you. Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon. Music.